Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Please hang up and try. There it is. Pull up a chair. Have a seat. We're talking kayak fishing radio here. It's Thursday night. I'm Chip Gibson, tree hugger, your host for a little while this evening. I'm still recovering from too much boondoggle, but uh, actually not enough boondoggle, to be honest. We only got to spend a couple of days down there. School and the day job got in the way. But uh, we did make it, and we upheld our uh, our record of the... Uh, Myself and the clone being the only ones who've been to every boondoggle. We now have eight of them under our belts. So that was uh, that was it. So it was a good time had by all. Joining us tonight on the in the studio here, Buzzards Row, Matt Trucks, our New Jersey cohort. How's it going, Matt? Hey, good evening, Chip. I'm glad to hear you made it back alive from the boondoggle. I heard alive. You, uh, I heard the Nets were uh, draining people's blood down there. The no seams, man. The no seams were just. I actually, we had the uh, thermocells and a little bit of bug spray, and they usually left you alone. And if you stayed in the wind, if you got back towards the back of the park where the uh, where the woods were, and it kind of blocked some of the wind, they could uh, they could fly and get to you. So. Wasn't too bad. Folks who are not used to uh, no CMs and sand fleas, they they, uh, they enjoyed a feast on those folks. Uh, buddy Jim from North ATL, man, how's the weather up on the north side tonight? Man, I think fall has finally arrived in North Atlanta. It's a little chilly, a little cloudy, relatively little speaking. Not to insult, not to insult Matt Trucks, New Jersey, but for us, it's a little chilly. It is a bit chilly, man. A little nip in the air, so no frost on the it's pumpkin probably yet. Probably warmer up here than it is down there. <laughs> <laughs> probably, right? So, so yeah, we were uh, in the green room there before the show kicked off. We're chatting, and the boondoggle was this past weekend down in Merritt Island, Florida. For those of you who are listening to the podcast, listening out there on. Uh, I don't know wherever we're broadcasting, but uh, the uh, next boondoggles have been announced. The next two, in fact, the, the boondoggles for 2015. So the February boondoggle, which is the mini version, the old school style boondoggle, where you 
you show up and uh, you get your own reservations and all that kind of stuff. No, no meal tickets or anything like that. It's going to be uh, President's Day weekend. That's February. I think it's like the 10th or 11th, and uh, that will be at Flamingo Everglades National Park, which is about. You go down to uh, nowhere. And then you drive about an hour and a half south of there, and you're in Flamingo. So, uh, But uh, that was the site of last year's Adventure, Fish World, Adventure Fishing World Championship. And again, I believe it will be the same, which means those of you who are participating in the World uh, Adventure Fishing Championship will be uh, know that you can... Start the weekend, the week off at the Boondoggle and uh, pre-fish and everything, and just hang out the entire week and uh, catch the uh, tournament the the last weekend there. So that's what it looks like. I was uh, had talked to Woody. I know he said that they were gonna he was gonna sit down with Mark Grace this weekend or this week and uh, talk about it, but uh, that's their game plan. So Flamingo, Florida. You've been there, right, Jim? I have Flamingo and over west over to uh, Everglades City and Chukalowski. Mm-hmm. Crazy yep. fishing down there. Crazy fishing is right. And they got lizards of both kinds down there, gators and crocodiles. So I don't know if there's That's any right. croc croc gators down there, but uh but there are both kinds. The, ga- the gators are black and the crocodiles are green. <laughs> green and brown. And the, I'm shooting the, for it this year. Yeah? Yeah. Are you, are you going to try to make it down to Flamingo, man? I'm going to try. I mean, the, the guys from the kayak of... fishing store, they, 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 they drive a trailer down there and everything. And um, yeah, I hope, I'm hoping by that time that I'll have a kraken in my backyard. So. <clears throat> Speaking All of I need that, to hook up on that thing is a fish finder and a shotgun mount. I think I'm ready. You don't even you don't even need a fish finder down there. The water's not that deep, man. A GPS oh, okay. would be best. If you've got a fish finder with a GPS on it, you could keep it on there. You won't use the bottom machine portion, but the GPS will work. And uh, oh, and then the the follow on the Columbus Day. So the year from now, the Boondoggle. The follow on for the October Columbus Day weekend uh, is going to be in. Oh, what was the name of the place? It's in Louisiana. So let me look it up real quick. It's on Facebook on the Kayak Fishing Boondoggle page. But the uh, it's it's up on the north side of Ponch, uh, Lake Pontchartrain. There's a little uh, state really park swampy there. Then. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> let me see. Is there some uh, catfishing up there? Hillbilly well, hand fishing. Well, the, you might be doing a little bit of uh, grappling there, or whatever they call it. But uh, they do. It's uh, hold on, let's see. Let me get my uh, map out here. It starts with an M. There's a little state park over there. But uh, the tourist what version. Lake? What? Where is it? Uh, what lake is it by? Ponce Train? Did you say? It's on the north side, Mandeville. Mandeville. No, that's, that's redfish. Yeah, there's redfish and everything up there. The St. Tammany State Game Refuge is there. There's also like a little park there. It's called the, 
There's a there's like a little state park there too where the uh, boondog will be held. But it's Mandeville, Louisiana, and they'll that'll be you'll register on the Boondoggle website and all that good stuff for that one. But the flamingo one is a uh, come as you are and uh, old school. Bring your own stuff. And actually, if you're going to go to Flamingo, you got to pack everything you need in there because they ain't got nothing down there. Homestead is like an hour drive from there. There's there's a small store there at Flamingo at the boat ramp, but not much else out there. So, interesting place. Yeah, yeah, and let's see. So, we got, for for you, Matt, Flamingo, Florida, right? That's like way down in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And then, what's your zip code, Matt? Zero eight eight six nine. What? I'm curious how far this is. Zero eight eight six nine. I never yeah. heard of it. Okay. All right. This says they cannot calculate. This says cannot calculate directions from Raritan to Homestead, Florida. It's just not possible. Really? You can't get there from there. I guess I have to paddle down then. It says you can't get there from there. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. Can't get there from it's probably, here. It's probably not used to the that you have to pay to get out of Jersey, so I guess not, man. <laughs> Hold on. Surely you can get there from here. Of course you can. Google says you can't. Says you can't do it. Oh, there you go. Alright. So yeah, you're basically on I-95 for 20 hours and 42 minutes. It's 1,331 miles. Oh, man. <laughs> that's a that's a haul, buddy. All right. <laughs> yeah. That is a haul. So you might want to you might want to get inside your Kraken and stick. Hopefully, Paul loads it up on his uh, on his truck there. Yeah, they need to bring a trailer down. So we'll see. I think they rent a house down there or something like that, or a cabin or something. Uh, there might be something down there. I don't Who's know if they're right in, in Homestead or Flamingo. Probably Guess Homestead. There's nothing. Chuck. Hey, Chuck. Hello. Chuck, Flamingo's a long way from New Jersey. We just found that out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 1,300 and change miles. Flamingo's a long way away from everything. I know, right? Especially if you forgot the if you forgot the measuring, measuring boards. Yeah. Mm. If you forget the the measuring boards in Homestead. It's a, it's a two hour round trip trip. Yeah. Sure is, while everybody's waiting on you. It looks so. like it's pretty close to Cuba though. I'm gonna get some cigars while I'm over there. <laughs> yeah, it's nowhere near Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> no. There may but, uh, be a Cuban there who will have cigars. That would be Pepe. <laughs> that would yeah, would be my co-host, of course. There you go. Of course. <laughs> but, but, uh, cigars on the planet, by the way. Yeah, That's he's all. always smoking a good stogie there. But, uh, yeah, so Flamingo, and then, like, like I said, the... The boondoggle is the weekend of the 10th, I think, and then the 
Adventure Fishing World Championship is a follow-up weekend. So you should just plan on spending an entire week down there, Matt, and that way there you can, even if you don't fish in the tournament, you can hang out at the boondoggle and then volunteer at the tournament because they always need people to be out there. Well, if I'm coming to... all the way down there, I'm going to have to fish the thing. <laughs> no yeah. way not to. <laughs> so, and actually, if you've got the Kraken, that might be the boat to, that might be the kind of boat for that one, man, because the pedals did not help you in Flamingo. Uh, I'm too shallow with that one. What'd you say there, Chuck? I have the answer to that problem now. Yeah, what's that? The Adventure Island without the sail, without the pontoons. Yeah? Just yeah, because I can paddle it. Yeah. yeah, paddle it really fast, and then when, when when I am in deep enough water, I can use the pedals and fly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just the adventure part of the Adventure Island. There you go. I might even put the put the Amas out, man, so that you could stand out there. And then you could have you take the two man that way there when you're going you could just get both guys just stroking on the paddles ah, man that's get right. a big weight from a tandem yeah get out yeah. on those amas yeah that might they make be a Hobie adventure tandem yeah <clears throat> yeah Barrett Fine and them were out there on it the <laughs> other day at the Boondoggle so but uh so yeah that's it's it's interesting fishing down there. And uh and actually Matt, you'll be it was it was interesting Sunday morning. So it was me and the clone and Sean Wagner and uh his buddy Ru- Randy, Rudy, Rudy, uh Greg Crisp and Riley. And by the way, Riley has like done the growth spurt like the clone did and he's like this freaking huge kid now. Um but uh Greg got his Kraken and uh we were trying to keep up with him. Brad was in a uh in a, in uh Alex's uh outback. I was on the Propel Slayer and Greg Chris left us all in the dust from that Kraken, man. That is a paddling boat, man. It is fast. That's that's what I've been told. I'm hoping to get it next year. We'll check it out. It doesn't I don't know if it's 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 as stable, you know, as like the big rig or the um but it's fast boat, man. He would he just yeah, walked away from us, man. We had to like pedal max for standing, so. Yeah. But it's it's a nice looking boat and uh he fished well out of it and it was fast. So that uh I don't know, I was actually thinking that if the water looked as low as it was last year at the adventure tournament, I might take just put my ultimates in the water because at least the long water line would paddle better, faster. But dragging the propeller through those that grass and those weeds was just terrible, man. It was a lot of work. Yeah. So, but anyways, so yeah, we caught some fish this past weekend. There was some fish to be had out there, and uh, not I mean, we didn't get any trophies, but we got some nice twenty-inch trout, twenty-plus inch trout, and uh, I caught a couple of reds. Brad caught a red, caught a bunch of puffer fish. 
The pufferfish must be like the 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 national fish of Merritt Island or something like that, because you would just see like <laughs> giant schools of pufferfish. No, man. See, what you guys don't understand is I opened up a outfitter store oh. where I sell lots and lots of soft plastics. So what I oh. did. Did you put the puffers out there? <laughs> well, listen, hold on. This is this is this is a true. This is a somewhat true, not really story. So, um, what I did was a couple of years back, we had some freezes that killed a bunch of stuff off in the river, including basically every puffer fish known to man. Well, <clears throat> sales of soft plastics went into the tank after that because I mean, guys weren't having to replace. You know, bags and bags of soft plastics because there were no puffer fish. So I yeah, you could put one DOA shrimp on a rod and never have to change it, right? Fished it all day, exactly. So what I did is I started the puffer fish breeding program here on the Space Coast. And let me tell you what, everybody listening, that is a dirty job that I don't even think Mike Rowe would want to take on. That's right. Having puffer to fish breeding and restoration program. Having to find two puffer fish that get along well enough to make little puffer fish is a very strenuous task. However, I am very proud to say that the puffer fish have rebounded in great numbers and sales of plastics are through the roof. Yeah. I thought, look at that bait ball over there, man. I'm gonna go fishing. I stood up in the boat, you know, to get a better look, man. It was like 20 freaking puffer fish at the surface just popping around. <laughs> it was like, yeah. holy crap. Through, and all so you had to do poisonous was... Poisonous kind? No. Actually, yeah. though, I, I checked it out on the regs, and you can't you can't even harvest puffer... It's illegal to harvest puffer fish. Yeah, because they'll kill you. They, um, no, they uh, won't. Chuck, uh, Chip, I, had a, I caught a puffer fish one time on a DOA over the panhandle, and when I was taking it off, of course, I was handling it without a glove, and then I felt... I guarantee you, I felt some tingling in my hands by the time I got through with that puffer fish getting them off my hook. I think they, I think they, they have some no, kind of secretion. Seriously, you know they, what I mean? They do. They they do have a poison sac inside their body that <clears throat> it's 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 a very known fact that people like to eat puffer fish, especially people from up north enjoy puffer fish because you can eat puffer fish from up in New England and. People who have tried to eat the puffer fish down here but don't know how to clean them, and if you don't know how to clean them and you rupture that poisonous sac that's inside their body, it can literally kill you. So, Hence, you are not allowed to keep them. Otherwise, they wouldn't care. They'd just be like, yeah, eat them all and care. But, yeah, it's one of the only game fish in the river besides the Goliath grouper that's protected. Hmm. Yeah, and it's protected for your for your protection. See that? Protected I eat, for your Hmm. Well, I think we should be allowed to eat them if we want to. Well, yeah. I mean, by all means, if you feel like you're a sushi chef slash whatever culinary guy, you want to <coughs> go at them with the ginsu, then sure. <laughs> now, I, I, ate, I ate some puffer when I was over in Japan, but um, I think that I'm looking. It does say it says that all of them have some sort of uh, toxin. It's called yeah. tetrodotoxin, um, but it's uh, 
You should look in to see how many people over in Japan and the other Asian countries die every year from eating pufferfish. Yeah, it's called There's a lot it's, of. Them. It's called fugu in Japan. There you go. Yeah. Popsicles. Yeah, fugu. It's because it'll fugu you up. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> That's right, man. But anyways, it says the diet of the pufferfish includes mostly invertebrates and algae and soft plastics, especially those dis- displaying a fluorescent yellow or bright green tail. <laughs> Indeed. You cannot throw a paddle tail out there with a, a yellow tail on it. It will not come back with the yellow tail. <laughs> Pufferfish love it faster. Pufferfish love those things, <laughs> and the little bitty, the little bitty half moon shapes that they bite out of your, out of your plastic. There was, <laughs> there was a pile of them in the bottom of my boat by the time we got back. <laughs> um, Here's a little interesting tidbit for you: if you should just so happen to accidentally kill a pufferfish and re-release it back to its natural habitat, then most of your other pufferfish will then leave that same area, much like the same way as if you were to kill a shark and drop it on a reef. Other sharks Mm. don't like the scent of a dead shark, so they would leave. Mm. That's science. That's hard science, man. Brought to you by Fresca, original citrus, (laughs) sparkling-flavored soda. But no, we uh we had a good time. I could say I caught some fish. It was it was tough though because like I said, clone he didn't get to uh he didn't get out of school. They only gave him a day off this year. So we had to drive down. We left Friday evening, stopped for the night once it got once I got tired and then uh got up, got in around eleven, managed to get out and fish a bit. I didn't get the fish with you, Chuck, man. You were busy being a hero. I don't know about uh, being a hero. But, uh... Busy recovering. Busy recovering. I asked Alex, I said, what are you guys doing walking around at 3.40 in the morning? It was like, they were doing tours, I guess. So... <laughs> but Tours. Yeah. And then, oh my gosh, it was like gale force winds Sunday night. It was crazy, man. We w- we did the uh, potluck in front of Stan and Holly's quad pod, and uh, the winds just stoked up to about 35 knots, man, coming off the water there. So, but it was a good it was a good weekend. It was a good weekend for fishing. I think that that's probably one of the most uh, fishable boondoggles that I've been to. So I was going to say, I think that uh, it probably will go down as one of the best as far as catching fish is concerned and swiping off of species of bucket list fish from people. Because I know <clears throat> the guys from ACK came down and they really, really wanted to find some tarpon and some snook. And I was like, well, if you go here and throw this right there, <laughs> you'll catch a fish. And, and, Barrett, uh, and Barrett took your word. <laughs> yeah, Barrett, believe me. I, I, I don't know why, but he did. I, I just made <laughs> it up, and it actually worked out, but no, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, they went out there, and they got their first uh, snooks. I mean, everybody caught snook in that group. I think there was like five or six snook caught that first day. And yeah. then uh, 
then it ended up the one the one gentleman I can't remember his name, but the one gentleman wanted to get a, a tarpon on fly, and uh, I looked at him, I looked at the watch, and I'm like, well, you better go, because they're probably huh. feeding right now, and this is where you go, and this is where you do it, and they they went and they caught some tarpons, so that was cool. Very but cool. everybody caught fish. Everybody had a good time. Yeah, everybody had a good time. So, so now we look forward to February. I look forward to it more because it'll give. I've I already got a campsite, by the way, in Flamingo, one with electricity, so I can bring my boondoggle bandwagon and uh, sleep in luxury down in the Everglades. But, uh, oh yeah, they got 30 amp for air conditioning over there. Yeah, there's there's, oh, wow. there's like there's like three loops. There's tents and there's but there's non. I don't know, Chuck. Do you remember? Was there water at the campsites that had no electricity? Or was it... No, no, I don't think there was at all. No, it was only the one loop where the RVs had electricity and. I don't even think there's water on those sites. I think it's just the uh, the electricity. But they had nice bathhouses. Say what? Yeah, I don't think there's any. I think the only potable water is a spigot out of that little general store. I don't think any of the sites have water to them. Just electricity on the one loop. If I remember well, they correctly. Got, no, they get well. They get, they put up some. Uh, they got some bathhouses and stuff there and, and all. But uh, it's a it's a little more usable but I I can't remember I know I but I got a I actually got a uh I got an electric site for Friday night and Saturday night and then I have a regular site for Sunday and then I go back in and I got electric site all the way through to the end of the uh next weekend for That's crazy. Yeah, there was one day, one Sunday, but I think I'm probably going to be able to work it out so I don't have to move the trailer. But we'll definitely have the trailer there. So, but maybe down there for the tournament. Um, but I'm I'm not going to be able to make it down there for both events. So if I had to yeah. choose between the two, unfortunately, I'd have to choose the tournament over the the business. Well, you know the the rules of the tournament are if you're a plank holder like we are. Yeah. Thank goodness somebody in the crew had the foresight to uh to to you know go collect a bunch of cans and make the money to uh to get a get a bunch of people into it the first year. Actually, I just messing around. I was helping about Thank supporting. Well, I just want to support Woody and them and help get the program running. I thought it was a great idea. But if you if you don't take your seat at the tournament, you lose it. You lose your right. your right to first uh you, cuz we all get first right of refusal for for uh, for tournament time so <clears throat> at least at least you have to have somebody like if you wouldn't be able to make it you have to have Peppy or somebody do it under your, under your name so that you know keep keep the seat alive cuz i think gotcha. eventually it's going to work out to be a really interesting i mean right now it is it's it's still a very cool tournament it's not what people think it is. I mean, it's not really a fishing tournament. It's about no. It's more of a race, honestly. And 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 the fishing part of it is the challenge of the fishing is how quickly can you get to a spot, find it, and then catch a fish there. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to be somewhat of a decent fisherman because you're you're only going to target 
three or four species maybe, but you know how quickly can you do that? I mean, and people who catch a eighteen inch trout and then sit there and fish for another hour are going to be sore that they didn't uh, complete the event because Absolutely. if you can you catch a ten inch trout in the first five minutes, you put it on the board, you, you get leave. the picture, and you move. <laughs> If you got time at the end, you will come back and try to catch a bigger fish, but uh, you need to move on. That's what, the first year we were there at uh, Chukaloski, and we got out there to uh, Jack Daniels Island. And we got out there with Gene uh, and Rob, and we got out on the east side of that island there, and the trout were up there in the grass bed. We got the trout quickly but gene decided oh let's go around the other side and see if there's more a bigger trout you know and then by the brad and i just turned around and started heading back in by the time they got back they they got stuck in the mangroves because all the little tunnels closed up because the tide was flooding back in but so yeah that's the that's the key that's a key element in uh the uh, Adventure Fishing World Championship is catch a fish and move on. Don't hang out. Once you caught one, get to the next checkpoint. So, and, and reel your fish in faster than sharks can swim. Yes. Yes, you have to. <laughs> but let's see. I'm looking to see. There's the Flamingo Marina. The Buttonwood Cafe is there. And I don't know, between there and Mosquito Lagoon, I don't know which has bigger mosquitoes. They weren't really bad, though, when we were down there for the tournament. Only if you I mean, slept that... in the hammock with your back up against the mosquito netting. Well, no. I was... The clone the clone, yeah. <laughs> the clone, looked like somebody shot him in the back with rock salt. So. Yeah. <clears throat> Chip, what's that? I went on a I went on an official tour in the Everglades, a little west of Flamingo, and the guy there was native Miami and in his late sixties, been there his whole life. They said they have over two dozen varieties of mosquitoes in the Everglades now. So I don't. There might be um, a lot of mosquitoes up Chuck's way, but I think the variety is you're going to be lucky enough to always have mosquitoes, no matter what the weather or the time of day. Yeah. I know I'll that a lot of the. When we were, oh, sorry, Chuck. No, go ahead. I was gonna say I'll be honest. When we were down there for the tournament, I was actually really kind of surprised because <clears throat> all the mangrove tunnels and all the swampy kind of areas we went to in the back country, I, I didn't really get bit up hardly at all. I think more so no sims than anything. Um, you know that that place down there, though. I would say in March. March, April, May, June, and July would be as close to hell on earth as what I think one person could expect down down there in Flamingo. Because I, I know some guides that guide down that way, and they say, listen, as you get close to the shoreline, the whole shoreline is humming with he does. Oh, and yeah. as soon as they catch wind of you, it's all over with. And there's <laughs> no amount of you can put on you to stop them. It's just it's going to happen. It's, it's inevitable. No, I thought. Okay, our mosquitoes stop 
um, when the sun comes up, our mosquitoes pretty much go away. Down there, yeah. at least in Chukaluski too, man, it's like they never go to sleep or they never go away or whatever. It's crazy. Yeah, it was like don't get your line hung up in the in the mangroves there in Flamingo because oh, if you shake the mangrove tree, <laughs> the mosquitoes come out. It's if you true. if you if you throw a bait up in there, just cut it off. Don't even try to yank it out. Just, <laughs> just, just you've lost that one, man. Don't even mess with it. So, but uh, <clears throat> and the crocodiles. Yeah, the crocs are there. Um, but uh, it just says that there's electric sites and the 41 electric sites in the T loop. Um, it doesn't say anything about water though. But I don't know. But anyways. That's cool. It'll be fun. The the tournament is awesome. It's a great place to go fishing too. There's lots of fish down there. There's lots of mud too, right, Chuck? Well don't get out of the kayak. Yeah, never get out of the kayak. Yeah, there's no <laughs> waiting. Don't don't expect to go down the Flamingo and Wade, and even if you do go down to Flamingo and Wade, you better have your head on a swivel because there's sharks like literally every hundred yards on the flats. There's a shark, so you know. I, I had one bump into the back of my boat. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I, yeah well, I had the one eat my trout during the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> Reeling in a trout, and he comes. He shot out of nowhere about a six and a half, seven foot long lemon shark. Shot out of nowhere and ate my trout. Didn't even see him sitting there. It's crazy. Yeah. So, yep, we did some fishing. We did some fun. And and now we're looking forward to uh, making it through the winter. Matt, you're you're just going to be stuck up there in the snow and ice for the next couple of months, thinking about February, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ain't a bad winter this year again, so we'll see. <laughs> Another bad Although, winter. Although uh, last year it was pretty cold by now already, so it was definitely because uh, I know I was out night fishing this time of year. It's always night fishing, and then um, I had icicles coming off my paddle this time last year. So it's a little warmer right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm a warm weather sports kind of person. I'm not. I just don't know that I could fish that way. I might come up and see you sometime during the summer, Matt, but dude. You'll still get cold in the water. It only gets up to like 75 to 78 degrees max. (laughs) And that's warm. This is terrible, man. But anyways, let me see here what they say for the uh, talk of February... Thirteen. Well, I'll be thinking about you, Matt, while I'm fishing down here all winter long in board shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> I'm moving. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't let me fool you, dude. Us Floridians, we get cold when it gets down to the 60s. So I'll have on waders and, a, and three, three shirts, a sweatshirt, a beanie hat, and pocket warmers or whatever. And Yeah, oh, yeah. 50 degrees outside, crying. Yeah, nice. uh, I'll be up here in the 20s doing the same thing. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> I 
I have yet to buy a full uh, dry suit, though. I, I've been pushing that off. I should have had one last year. You don't have a full dry suit, man, and you fish out there and that stuff? <laughs> um, I use a semi-dry suit, the Kokotat semi-dry suit. It's fine. I mean, I've gone in with it, but it, your day's over once you go in. <laughs> you yeah. get a little wet. Uh, yeah, you're paddling back. That's it, it. Yeah, and you're done, man. Yeah. But, you know, uh, you're not going to... It, you're not risking your life with the semi-dry suit. At least I don't feel like I am. Uh, you still float with it pretty well, but it seeps, and it's enough to where when a couple minutes goes by and the adrenaline wears off a little bit, it's like, ooh, right. it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> where did I park? <laughs> Good, yeah, man. So. Well, but... Yeah, I would imagine that that would just be, uh, it's just too cold, man. So, but we had NRS there, and they had those nice warm boots, and they talked about layering. They got some nice gear. So, you could probably stay warm, but you need a dry suit, man. Yeah, no, uh, I got to pick one up. It's it, the money, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the big thing. <laughs> You just go to the uh, Army-Navy store, man. Get an old uh, aviator's, uh, you know, one of those old Gumby suits that the Coast Guard used, man. Oh, yeah. I don't know how well you could fish out of one of those things, though, but you, you'd stay alive. Well, the only rated for, like, 400 pounds, so I don't know if that'll work. And the Gumby suit's, like, uh, 200 pounds by itself, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right. All right, well, I'm about I'm I don't I'm just like going around in circles here. What should I talk about? But it's just that uh, we had a good last the weekend was good. It was good to see Chuck and all the guys from from uh, the Space Coast there. It's good to know that you guys are still making it down there. And, uh, <laughs> it just must it, it must be so terrible to have to live there and fish all the time. It's a burden, yeah, but somebody has to do it. Indeed, indeed. So, being a few minutes away from uh, the Mosquito Lagoon, being a few minutes away from the motor zone and the ocean, really, yeah. really big pull on you. You know, it's it's tough, man. It's a cross that you must bear. It's a cross that I must bear for those who. That's who, right. Uh, for those of us who so live fortunate. in. In the ATL and have to drive 35 miles one way to work and put up with traffic and all that every day. It's terrible, hey, dude. Real estate, real estate in Brevard County right now is really pretty cheap. So I'm just saying. I know. I talked to Tom. You, you know, last time I was there. I talked to Tom yeah. last time I was there, and it's like, hmm, could be interesting. So, but uh. Yeah. It could it could happen, man. Got a couple more years. I might have to get a winter home over there. There you go. YouTube can struggle. You know what you need to do, Chuck? Chuck, you need to you need to keep your eye open for a fish camp for us, man. No, listen seriously. If 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 there was ever a business locally that needed to be opened, it would be a 
bed and breakfast, fish camp style place where you can have little <laughs> cottages and water access and you know, a true bed and breakfast with a with a boat dock, boat lifts. We have some guides running running charters right out of the back of the place. That would absolutely kill it here. But there's it's so hard to find water from property where you can do yeah. any of that stuff anymore. So, you know, but you know. Maybe one day you guys can relocate and come on down there. That's why that's why Alex this. that's why Alex lives at cars. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean that's genius for him during the uh, during the summer months when the family uh, his wife's out of school because she's a school teacher. So when she's out of school and the kids are all out of school, they literally live at Cars Park for like half the year. Because and what's crazy is they have a really nice house right on Merritt Island, like right <laughs> near the water. So it's but you know they, it's it's cool. It works out, man. But you know that is works the struggle out. though. And, Maybe one yeah. day you'll figure that out. Chip, you come down here, you'll find a place, and then you can make all those difficult decisions that we have to do. Am I going to fish the Mosquito Lagoon today, or the Indian River, or the Banana River, or the ocean? Manatee Tough. Cove, or whatever. Cove. Yeah. Pine Island. I mean, you know. It's just freaking <laughs> terrible, man. All right. I'll never leave here, man. I swear. I'll never leave here. Yeah, you roots, the- buddy. They'll end, yeah, they'll end up sprinkling my ashes out there on that waterway. So, dude, if you're like I, my my will says they will mix me into some concrete and create a reef. You have the oh, yeah. the the Godfather reef out there, you know. Oh, I'm gonna only, do that too. Only my only my closest friends will get the numbers. You know, it's like can, you can come out and fish with me every now and then. See, so. <clears throat> so, anyways, that's about it for tonight, man. I'm tired. I'm like, I got actually, I got to go do some homework checking. Clone's got a test tomorrow, so I think we got we're working on uh, analytical calculus. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't just teach reading and writing anymore. <laughs> Dude, tell me about it. I, I mean, I'm not trying to keep you on it, but I went yeah. to. Uh, Trey's Trey's started kindergarten this year, and yeah. I went to his school's like parent teacher night or whatever, where they go over the the actual curriculum Curric- for yeah. kindergarten. And I'm thinking kindergarten, right? Finger painting, play doh, whatever, picking your nose every now and again. No, they're talking about right angles and mathematics yeah. and you got to understand sight words and do all this stuff and I'm like what? And they're like they need to be reading this level of a book by the time they go to first grade. I'm like holy crap. <laughs> like, yeah. It's insane nowadays man. Thanks That's right I man. I was cool when I did because I never even got through applied math. I didn't know <laughs> what I would do. It's crazy. Whatever. All right. Chuck, what's, uh, what are you going to have for us on Monday night, man? What's going to kick off the week? I'm going to have a new studio uh, Monday night because our buddy Jeff Page from uh, Georgia is was so kind as to donate a new computer to me because mine's taking a crap. Nice. So thank you, sir, if you're listening. I'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, as far as what we're going to talk about, 
Well, we've got this little cool front that just showed up down here, and uh, it should start to get some things changing slowly. So mullet run should start to kind of taper off over the next couple of weeks. Crustacean-based diet will start to kind of filter in, and things are going to get really interesting down here. If you thought the fishing was good during boondoggle, you guys are going to miss out in the next couple of months. It's going to be even better, so I'm sure we'll talk a lot about that. Yeah. I saw I had some DOA crabs just in case, but didn't need them. The bait, the bait buster did all the work for me this weekend. So, oh, it's a good bait man. But when the yeah. mullet runs in, that's the one to throw for sure. Yeah, that's one. There were some other ones too, but all right, cool. Well, that's uh, Redfish Chuck, Monday night uh, host there. Peppy will be there with you. Absolutely. Maybe Captain Alex. A lot of local knowledge more, there. More than likely, Captain Alex. Yeah. Show up and, uh, we're hoping to get Alan back here in the next couple of weeks, too. So, cool. Um, yeah, going to have kind of quite the full show every week. Lots of uh, information. So That's it. So if you're wanting to fish Central Florida, the Space Coast, Monday night, that's where you want to talk. Plus, I think we're going to revisit with some of the folks that were there. Uh, at the Vendor Village, uh, told the guys from uh, Werner and Benny Branches and the uh, guys from NRS and stuff that we'd give them a shout here in a couple of weeks, you know, to kind of get them back on the shows and kind of talk about their experience yeah. at a boondoggle because a lot of those guys was their first time. So be interesting. Yeah. Get get Barrett on the show. Luther. Yeah. I talked to Luther, too, about it. And, and he was supposed to be on the night I had Woody on. And right. uh, he got he, he just you know lost track of dating or whatever. But um, talked to him and then the guys from Knockwood, the Underwater Lights, and, right. and a couple other folks, the guys from RCI Optics that were there. Um, and my booth, we're going to get all those two to come and show here in the next couple of weeks. So cool. we're trying to get at least one guest on each night for about a fifteen minute or five to uh, about yeah ten to fifteen minute segment, and then yeah. give them the boot and then talk more fishing. Right. <laughs> All right. Jim, what's going on on the north side, man? Fishing up there? You're just back in town? You're going back out again or what? Well, I think I'm going to be home next week. I was supposed <laughs> to go back to Vancouver, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to be home, which means Saturday is catch up around the house, and Sunday I might do a little fishing. Um, I haven't fished since Labor Day week when I was in Delaware, just south of Matt. So I'm ready. I'm ready to do some fishing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Matt, how about you, man? What's what's on the calendar for this coming weekend? You guys got any more? You done with your how events for the year or what? How is done for the season, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets too cold this time of year to take those guys out. We don't want them freezing and ruining their day. So. Right. But um, tomorrow night I'm going out right after work. I'm going to fish probably from 7 o'clock till 3 in the morning. Uh, hopefully yeah. hopefully catch some stripers on uh some eels. So it's that time of the year. How do you keep and, your uh, eels bar- warm, man? You put them in your mouth or Oh, they're better cold, they're less squirmy. <laughs> oh, okay. Easier to hang on to, huh? Oh yeah. Easier to get the hook through them. All right. Well cool. Tight lines to you. I'm going to be recovering. Thanks, I've got to, the. It hasn't gotten cold enough here that the grass doesn't grow. So we got some lawn mowing to do and uh, some general vehicle maintenance. So I don't think I'm going to be fishing this weekend. But 
might actually go out, maybe take the motorcycle up and see what the leaves are doing if they're changing up yet in the North Georgia areas. So, but we'll be here next Thursday night. Thanks, Matt, Jim. Chuck's already dumped us for the night. But uh, we'll see everybody next week. Appreciate you joining me here on the show. And we'll do it again. You guys that are out there, it's getting cold. Like Matt says, you got to have the right gear. Don't uh, don't get in over your head. Make sure somebody knows where you're at. Give a little flight plan or a float plan. And uh, take a kid fishing. All right? We'll see you guys next week. Thanks a lot. Good night. Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.